Welcome to the Good Life Agora Hills podcast. Join us each month as we discuss important city projects, programs, and initiatives with the community. We appreciate your support and thank you for tuning in. Welcome, everyone. Episode three, The Good Life Agora Hills. I'm Ramiro Adeva, your assistant city manager and the proud host of our podcast. Today's episode is so exciting for me, um, and it's solely because of the person that I'm going to get to interview today. Um, we're sitting right here in a place that I think is so near and dear to the Agora Hills community. And when I say community, what do you usually think about? You think about the people. You think about the community and everything that makes Agora Hills so great. And with that in mind, I'm sitting right here in the Agora Hills Recreation and Event Center. And my guest today is uh, none other than our Director of Community Services, Miss Amy Brink. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, right? <laughs> Amy, I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you, Ramiro. I'm glad to be here. So <clears throat> what I'd like to kind of do, I mean, look, we're sitting here in your beautiful facility. And we're going to take a tour later, and I think that you know we're going to be able to kind of show the community at least one of the many things from a community and recreation standpoint that we have to offer the, the community. Um, but before we do that, I think what I'd like to do is kind of dive into the fact that I've got such a unique guest in you. You have spent, I'm not sure if many people know this, but you've spent a large um, part of your professional career, obviously working for the city of Agora Hills. But even before that, you're Agoran at heart. You grew up in the community. I think your family still might live in town. Mm -hmm. And um, you've raised your, your kids in town. And I mean, you're, you're an, Agora, uh, an Agora Charger. Mm -hmm. um, so having said that, I, what I'd really like to do is maybe start off by just getting your perspective on what makes Agora Hills in your mind so special. Why have you stuck around for as long as you have? <laughs> um, why did you decide to raise your family in this area? And just what makes this place so unique? So if we could start with that, that'd be great. Sure. Um, again, thank you for having me. I think what makes Agora Hills so special, I think the most important thing that makes Agora Hills so special is the community and is family. It's a very family-oriented community. And raising my children in a community that has lots of families was really important to me. So obviously my family, my family remained here, my sisters lived near me, and we were able to raise our families together. So family to me is the biggest, um, is the biggest reason why Agora Hills is so special to me. And then I love the small town feel. Mm -hmm. I love the, the small shops, the restaurants. I love the parks. I loved the parks as a kid. I loved the Santa Monica Mountains and being able to go out and go hiking. Um, the beach is a stone's throw away. So I think physically where we are was just always beautiful to me. I mean, I moved away. For, for some time, but I ended up coming back because it is just such a beautiful community. The people, the places, and everything that Agora Hills has to offer is what's unique to me. And I think it's the same reason why I have worked for the city as long as I have, because I just love the community and I love the people that make up the community. Yeah. Sounds kind of corny, but that's really what it is. And this is our Director of Community Services, <laughs> right? I mean, could there be a more appropriate title? Um, and I think that that's the great thing is I think what people have seen and, and I know that all these years that I've known you, um, you know, we joke about it, but your position title really is that appropriate because you're so about the community. Everything that you do, um, you and your amazing staff, you and your amazing team here, 
um, do things that really affect the community in positive ways. And what I'm really excited about today is to kind of take a tour of that and to really show people what they can be a part of. Good. Um, we're glad to have you. Let's let's start a little bit. Um, let, you know, while we're on you, okay. <laughs> uh, let's stay there for a second. Um, I I want to know a little bit about you and your professional journey. I mean, we kind of just really quickly mentioned there um, that you've been with the city for many years. Um, but kind of just walk me through maybe your background, um, how you came to be where you are today. I know that, that you kind of worked your way up here. So let's um, kind of turn it over to you and maybe give us also a perspective of what being a director of community services is about for our city. Okay. I, I think, I don't think you need to hear like my boring resume of where I've been and what, I've, what I'm doing, but I think it's, it's, I think I'm a little odd in the sense that I have been with the city of Agora Hills for almost 30 years. And why have I chosen to stay here? And I think, one, it's an amazing place to work. And the people that I work with are amazing. And the community is so receptive to what we do here. It just makes our jobs a lot easier. I think how I got here, um, in college, I found my love for government. Believe it or not, I actually love government. Um, and I particularly love the community services aspect of it. And I don't think that people, I think on the surface, most people think of recreation and community services as we always kind of have a running joke in our department. Like, you know, we've been busy handing out handballs and carom sticks all day. Carom, carom board is a, is a game that was, yeah, was like, around is, a long time ago, Romero. <laughs> Might have even have come out before you yeah, were born. I know what pickleball is. Yeah, okay, well, pickleball is a new thing, <laughs> yes. Um, but I think that people often... I don't want to say misunderstand, but I think that they just simply go to the idea that recreation were handing out handballs and carom sticks on the playground all day. But, it, but that's not really what it is. It's really a government function. We're responsible for providing services to the community. And those services are everything from pickleball and handball to making sure that you have events and activities and services provided to you. And it's a big job. And I don't think that people really understand what all goes into community services. Let me ask you this, because um, the department, right? Obviously, uh, you know, I'm not sure if people know, but uh, where the rec center is, but maybe you can, you know, let the folks know. But also, when, when they come here, there's an organization to how you run things up here, right? There are, um, you have an amazing staff that takes care of different parts of what um, goes on up here, but maybe can you give us a perspective on on maybe the the size of your staff or maybe the the number of people you have doing different things and when they come to a uh, the rec center, what kind of experience um, can they expect and and what kind of people can they expect to meet? Sure, it's a great question. Um, the Department of Community Services right now is made up of I think seven full time staff people. We've got a handful of really critical what I call critical part-time staff. They're not here full-time, but they're here part-time, and they're critical to what we do. Um, then we have probably 25 to 30 what we kind of call part-time field staff. We've got maybe up to 20 to 25 instructors who are teaching classes and activities throughout the week. We have a lot of contractors. You'll see them out in the parks teaching camps, sports camps, um, activities, programs in the park. So on any given day, you know, you know, pre-COVID, before we, when we were up fully operational, we had anywhere from you know 75 to 125 individuals and organizations working for the Department of Community Services to deliver recreation and, and programs to the community. And so, when somebody comes in here, 
you know, the staff and the department, our philosophy is we lead off with customer service. Mm -hmm. We lead off with how can we help you and what do you need and how can we offer something fun for you to participate in? How can we get you involved is really what we lead off with. So there's a lot that you can, there's a lot that you can take from the Recreation and Event Center. So leading off with that, how to get involved mm -hmm. with is really, is really our, our motto. No, and we appreciate that. I think I speak on behalf of, of so many people in the community when I say thank you. I mean, I think what you guys do um, is, is truly remarkable. Um, it really does put, you know, the, the definition of what community is, is about. And I think the, the part that sticks out to me when I look at what you and your, and your amazing team do is that you do it for the right reasons, right? It's all about being public servants, and I think that you take that, that, that title, that job to heart, and it, and it shows in everything that you do. So thank you to you and your team. It's a, I think it's a, I think I lead, I understand the magnitude and I think that's what's kept me in the field for so long is I feel the big responsibility of providing community services to the residents mm -hmm. and that community service or that recreation is different for everybody. Like what you think is a community service might not be what the other person thinks, whether it's a clean and safe park or a fun watercolor class or hosting your daughter's wedding in the event center or you know taking a soccer class, Spanish class, music class, whatever community service means to you, I know that I feel a large responsibility to provide that to our residents. And I know that every one of our staff in community services feels the same way. Yeah. And I think we're fortunate and lucky to have people like that working here. Yeah. Well, let's, um, we've been coming, you know, we're coming out thankfully out of a very challenging time for all industries. But I think obviously um, the recreation industry is, is, is a very tough um, place to have been the last couple of years because of COVID. Um, now coming back out of that, I know that as I understand it, we've been able to have a couple of activities and start to open back up to the community. And to be very honest with you, I've spoken to members of the community who have expressed gratitude, excitement. I mean, everybody's pumped up, right? <laughs> and, um, and I think it's great. And you feel that vibe um, and really that ambiance that we've talked about that is sort of the fabric and the essence of what Agora Hills is. Um, having said that, there are events and more good times that people can start to, you know, come and, and see uh, and just have a good time. Can you take a second maybe to walk us through, uh, you know, maybe the rest of the summer and even throughout the rest of the calendar year on maybe some of the, the bigger events that people can expect coming down the road and maybe so they can take out their pens and pencils and kind of mark those into the calendar <laughs> right now. So, uh, but maybe you can go through that. Sounds great. So we still have a couple of concerts left before the summer ends in August. And right around the corner is Creek Cleanup in September. We're excited to bring that one back in full force. And then, of course, the beginning of October, October 7, 8, and 9 is Reyes Adobe Days. That will be back in full force. We're looking forward to seeing the parade. We even got a, we have a couple of new features to the event that we're going to kind of keep, keep a surprise just now. Um, and then after that, we're hopefully going to get into November with our One City, One Book author, but I'm not gonna mention that just yet because we haven't announced who that author is. And then we'll finally close the year out with our Letters to Santa, the Holiday Boutique here at the in the Event Center. So we're excited and we're looking forward to those events. That's awesome. All right, so we hope to see you at some of those events, folks. <laughs> um, um, I would like to understand maybe just some of the, the many activities that go on here. We're sitting right here in the, in the Teen Center, but I know that there are other parts of this facility that are, are very impressive. 
Um, so can you kind of talk through maybe some of the programs and, and some of the, the services that are available to the community to take advantage of if they want to come in and see your wonderful people here at the facility? Sure. So if anyone comes in and sees, wants to visit the Agoura Hills Recreation and Event Center, what you're going to see on any given day is we have a senior program, senior recreation programs that operate Monday through Friday from about 8 o'clock till 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Those activities and programs include bridge, we, have, we play bridge, we play bingo, we've got a watercolors class, we've got multiple exercise classes including yoga and Zumba. The teens, while we don't hear them or see them in the building right now, you're actually, you'll see them sprinkled throughout the building because our teen volunteer program is back and operating in person. We're really excited. So we get teens ages 11 through 17 throughout the summer, volunteering their time to do everything from office work to working with kids, working with seniors, working out at the day camps and the parks. And then we also have some educational programs that happen in the event center. Uh, we bring in, we work closely with Cal State University Channel Islands. Mm. They have a large adult ed program that we host here once a month. That's the Ali program. So we've got, we've got all kinds of programs happening here in the event, in the recreation and event center. But there's also programs happening outside of the building that you don't necessarily see. So. I want the community to remember we have the full summer beach bus program running. Mm -hmm. We make four round trips down to Zuma. Um, the fee is $2 one way. It's free to all ages. We've got multiple camps running at all of our parks, which is really exciting. And then occasionally we'll have some activities over at the Reyes Adobe Historical Site, which I'm hoping to show you later Absolutely. in our tour. When we, yes. when we get out of the building, we'll take you over there and show you that too. Let's so. do it. Right. All right. Um, you know, uh, so. What I'm excited about is that there are all of those wonderful activities that people can actually come in, um, all ages, all everything. We've got something for everybody. Something for everybody. And I think that that's, that's a great thing. And so if the folks want to find out about how to, um, about what's going on here, how can they do that? So obviously they can visit our website, okay. agorahillcity.org, Department of Community Services, our recreation brochure. Our front web page is organized very well with the brochure how to register. We've got a whole list of events, a calendar of events that you can easily click on and download. And then obviously follow us on all of our social media, awesome. our Facebook, our Instagram. And operating hours? Operating hours are Monday through Friday, uh, Monday through Thursday, 7 a.m. to 5 p.m., Fridays, 7 to 4. And we are here a little bit in the evening when we have classes going on. Um, the other night we had a great yoga sound bath program that kind of took over the building for a couple of hours. So we stayed open a couple hours late but to do normal business uh, we have normal business operating hours all right great you want to take a tour let's take a tour let's do let's it let's do it We are here, but where exactly are we? We're at the Reyes Adobe Historical Site. We're sitting on the front porch of the house. I got you. Okay, I have my bearings straight now, Amy. Thank you for clearing <laughs> that up for me. I'm going to tell you, I actually love coming here. I think it's a hidden gem that the community might not know about. Um, so it's actually perfect that we're here right now. Um, it's one of the places I wanted to stop, and I'm glad that we're here to do this together. Um, so 
the Reyes Adobe Historical Site. Let me get this. Okay, so this place, as far as I know it, I mean, this dates back to the 1850s, mm -hmm. right? When we talk about a little bit before our time. A little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, but just, you know, I think that adds to the nostalgia of being here. Um, it's always one of those places that when I come, I feel like that we're being, you know, that we are witnessing history. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's so appropriate given the time that we're in right now, and we'll kind of get into that. Um, so, but since we are here, why don't you go ahead and just kind of walk us through a little bit about the Reyes Adobe so that for those viewers at home that might not know about this, um, this great resource that's available to them. So thank you for coming and being here. Um, it's the Reyes Adobe Historical Site. It's very historical, and I think the feeling that you're having is historical and kind of monumental, and I think it's monumental on some levels and very local on others. It is a house that was built back in the 1850s during the Rancho period by Juan Reyes and his family. And actually, prior to um, actually prior to the city incorporating, the area beyond us that the viewers can't see is a beautiful nine-acre park called Reyes Adobe Park with rolling green hills. And before the building was built, there was a creek used to run down the middle of Reyes Adobe Road, kind of off shot or off shot off to the side of the Adobe house and through the park. Reyes Adobe Historical Site sits on this property. And I think what most people don't realize is that it actually was on the El Camino Real. And we actually have a, a, a legitimate bell on the property that if you recall, the uh, the El Camino Real was marked by those very symbolic mm -hmm. bells that go all the way up north past San Luis Obispo. Right. So I think there's some state history here as well as local history. So the adobe after the Reyes family moved out, the McKenzie family purchased it from them, held it for many years, and then eventually in the early 70s sold it to the John Dodson family who held on to it prior to the city taking it over. And the John Dodson family is very near and dear to our hearts because we actually have a street that's just next to us right now that was named after them. So a lot of really big historical significance and a lot of really local historical significance. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's awesome. I mean, when you think about all the history that we're actually, you know, you, you, you can imagine this if you, you know, you're able to kind of see this in the context of the neighborhood that surrounds it. It's pretty amazing when you think that at one point this was maybe the only thing sort of sitting out in the middle of just open, open land, right? And um, families kind of just, you know, making their way and surviving. And then you come and you look at the, the bustling community and the neighborhood that does surround it today, right. and it kind of blows your mind a right. little bit. And actually what I was going to say was one of our docents, Hank Kozlov, he yeah. actually lived on a house just across the other side of the park. So this was multiple houses at one time that existed. They all kind of looked alike, and it was very much a ranch-like setting where kids would go out and run through the hills and run through the creeks, and much different than obviously what it looks like today, yeah. much different. You know what I think? I think what we should get into, Amy, is um, you know the Reyes Adobe days, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it, obviously, it's very sort of appropriate that we're sitting here. Um, it's great that we kind of ended up in this location. Um, so I think it's let's go ahead and talk about Reyes Adobe days. Uh, it happens every October. One of the, if not the biggest event that we put on as a city for the community. Um, multiple days, tons of events, such a great vibe. 
Um, talk us through, you know, especially with, you know, coming out of COVID and sort of the, the challenges that we've had over the last couple of years. Um, what, can the, what can the people of Agora Hills expect um, going into this year's Reyes Adobe Days? So I'm glad you asked that because I think that Reyes Adobe Days really signifies and really, really exemplifies Agora Hills. And we created this event, I think, with the grand opening of this adobe, you know, 17, 18 years ago. And it's our annual traditional event. Most cities have Fourth of July and, you know, holiday events, but the Reyes Adobe Days really put its stamp on Agora Hills for us. So it's a three-day festival. It'll start, it's always the first weekend in October. And it's really celebrating um, the cultural life that we have here in Agora Hills. It's not your traditional special event. We bring it, we've got a parade that'll come Mm -hmm. down uh, Reyes Adobe Road, and we invite residents to just join the parade, floats, everything. We've got two days worth of uh, live entertainment. We've got artisans that come out and sell their their homemade goods under the farmhouse tent. We have a beer garden. I think my favorite part of the event, though, is actually what happens on the adobe ground. So we point out life, what life used to be like on the adobe. So we have everything from like what it was like to do your own farming, do your own gardening, what it was like to do cooking, make tortillas, what it was like to do your own clothes washing. So we have a lot of volunteers that come out and make this event happen, but we really want to show the community what life on the adobe was all about. Yeah, that's I, I love that about Agora Hills, the fact that I think the community really embraces the history of, of the city, right? Um, and I, I think we can, that that speaking of that, I think that because we are at a historic site like the Reyes Adobe, um, it's the perfect time to talk about the 40th year anniversary, right? Really 40 years ago, December of 1982, um, we incorporated as a city. Um, and so, let, you know, there's been a lot of discussion throughout this year, a lot of celebration, a lot of um, fun facts that the mayor has kind of talked about over her tenure as mayor. And, um, but there's still a lot more to come. And I know that there's some, some plans up your sleeve as to, uh, you know, how to continue to celebrate the city's great history and the 40th birthday. So um, I want to turn it over to you and kind of talk us through maybe some of the cool things that people can expect um, going into the rest of this 40-year celebration. So we set out back in January. The city council made a decision to really, you know, spend the next 12 months kind of, you know, celebrating and highlighting everything that Agora Hills has to offer. So we've kicked it off with a 40th anniversary logo that we'll start to see hit the, the businesses and hopefully some of the residential homes where you can put stickers in your window, kind of signifying yeah. and paying tribute to the 40th anniversary. Uh, we are working on a historical video that we'll hopefully see at the end of this year. And we have an event planned at, in late October up at the Agora Hills Recreation and Event Center where we'll have on display the Mayor's Art Show, which is going to be featuring past, present, and future okay. pieces of art. We actually have a call for artists right now. So if you're a local resident and you want to get in on that, you can absolutely visit our website. And we're taking all different kinds of mediums for that. So we'll have an art show on display. We're going to have good entertainment. We'll bring in some good food. And it'll just be kind of a hanging out up at the event center in celebration of the 40th anniversary. So we have the video coming out. We'll have the event coming out. We just 
wrapped up a couple of concerts where we were celebrating 80s music. Yeah. We're celebrating everything 80s. We did a couple of really good 80s movies in the park, which was super fun. And then we will, um, you know, wrap it up with our historical 40 facts mm -hmm. for, for 40 fun, 40 facts for fun yeah. that we, that our mayor Lopez has been releasing every council meeting. She puts out a couple of new historical facts. So I think we're hoping right. to package all those at the end when we get to the very end and push those out to the community. So we've got a lot of little fun things going on. We I really do. We really you do. heard it. Mark your calendars, October 23rd. October 23rd. Right. Mm -hmm. Come out and celebrate your community, your city. Mm -hmm. um, and also happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. We would sing it, but I think our harmony might be a little off. Exactly. But, but happy birthday. Um, right next to these grounds is a beautiful park, mm -hmm. Reyes Adobe Park. Just one of many parks in the, in the city. Um, and you, again, you and your staff, I can't say enough about it, uh, that how much work you put into making sure that these amenities um, are top notch and that um, you know, they are experiences in themselves, right? And these are things that we care very near and dear, uh, deeply about. And we're happy that we can provide, we take pride in providing these great parks for the community. Um, so maybe can you just talk to us a little bit about these parks? Um, obviously they're free amenities, but there are things that we use these parks too in order to provide types of services. So maybe sure. go into how those parks are a part of what we provide to the community. Sure. And I think, I think when you're talking about our parks in the city of Agora Hills, the parks to me are really the backbone or the foundation sure. to our department because without parks, you don't have parks and recreation. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so the city of Agora Hills, we're lucky enough to have six beautiful parks. Uh, three of them are considered active parks. Three of them are considered more passive picnic parks. Um, we've got Old Agora Park, Chumash Park, Sumac Park, Morrison Park, Forest Cove Park, and then of course the lovely Reyes Adobe right. Park. And we take pride in them. Our, our parks are beautiful. They're beautifully maintained. They all have public restrooms. We host camps out there. Mm -hmm. We do a lot of athletic training, athletic camps. Our local nonprofits, um, baseball and softball groups, both yeah. utilize our ball diamonds at the three different parks. And it's really, I think, what sort of, I don't want to say saved people from COVID lockdown, but mm -hmm. I think it's truly what people needed during COVID lockdown. People Absolutely. were still able to get out there and walk their dogs and get out into the green um, you know, the fresh air and walk through some beautiful lush park landscape. So I, what I'm really excited about though, our last park was completed in the nineties and that mm -hmm. was Morrison Park. We put the last public restroom on Morrison Park. Now we're kind of coming full circle. We just renovated the Sumac Park restrooms, which were actually built by Los Angeles County prior to the city okay. having cityhood. So, that was a real, that was a very old restroom that was in desperate need of renovation and now it's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. It's probably the best best bathroom in the city of Gore Hills. <laughs> so we're excited that we were able to complete that and now we're on to a couple of other projects. Chumash Park is the other county bathroom that was given to us prior to the city, just as we incorporated, just as we incorporated to be in a city, they handed over all the parkland and a couple of park restrooms and Chumash was one of those as well. So um, we're on deck, the city council approved to move forward with using some of our grant funding to actually renovate and hopefully even replace 
the bathroom over at Chumash Park this year. So we're really excited about that. And then kind of out of, you know, kind of surprisingly, we had a group of people that live over in the Morrison Ranch area approach us this year about doing some fundraising to raise mm. money to actually replace the Morrison Park play equipment. Okay. So it wasn't, it wasn't on deck to be replaced, but we've got a very passionate group of parents that would like to see it replaced sooner than the council was, you know, had, had it on their list to do. So they're out there fundraising. So if people are interested in finding out more about that project, or they even want to make a small donation mm-hmm. or a big donation, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can visit our website. And if you go to the Department of Community Services page, there's a button, I believe, on the left-hand side that says Morrison Park Playground Project. You can click on that. So. Um, we've got beautiful, beautiful amenities. Our equestrian arena is mm-hmm. also over at the at Old Agora Park. Right. And it, as you remember, because you, I think you were actually involved in the project, we replaced yeah. the footing. Absolutely. Um, several years ago, uh, so we continue to make improvements on that on that piece of property. But that's a beautiful venue Absolutely. too. So, I think that our parks are something that are just so valuable to the city and so valuable to the community. Yeah. And, you know, to piggyback on what you said, the horse arena that you mentioned, that's act, that's over by Old Agora Park, mm-hmm. right? So it's in the Old Agora area at the intersection of, I believe, Driver and Chesbro, Chesbro right? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's an amenity that's available to the community. And if you have any questions or you'd like to, you know, you're interested in checking it out, reach out to us. Um, the other thing related to parks, and we'll just kind of give a quick quick shout out without getting into too much detail sure. is you may have heard our mayor has actually talked about it at her last mayor's table that the city was fortunate enough mm-hmm. to be included in the state budget mm-hmm. for six million dollars to go towards starting the seventh park mm-hmm. which will be a linear park and that's going to be located over by the Wizen Center um, it's going to be another great amenity and so I just wanted to make sure we mentioned that in the context of um, not only do we have the six amazing parks you mentioned but the council um, is always looking for ways to continue to provide new amenities right. um, to, to folks in, in the well, community. Well, that's near and dear to your heart because it comes from the water, <laughs> the public works honest. water yeah. aspect of it. <laughs> that's all. right. That's right. So, you know, well, you know, but uh, shout out to the linear park. <laughs> so what I want to do before we close, Amy, I want to talk about um, just the many opportunities. I hear a lot how our, our community, and thankfully it's this way, is that folks want to volunteer, mm-hmm. right? They want to be a part of our community. They embrace everything that Agora Hills is about and they want to contribute. Right. So for the folks at home and for anybody that's interested in being part of our awesome Agora Hills family, how can they do that? I mean, we're here at the Agora, um, like you said, we're here at the Reyes Adobe Historical Site. I know they have docents here, mm-hmm. but here and other locations, just in general, how can folks get involved with what we do if they want to? A resident raised their hand and said, how do I get more involved with right. volunteers on patrol? Absolutely, yeah. And he said he just wanted to get more involved with helping out to over, to, to look over his community. So yeah. you know that there's a desire for people to get involved. If people want to volunteer or give back, they can absolutely reach out to our department. They can call our main line, 818-597-7300, and we can send them to the appropriate person. Okay. Or you can visit our website. We have a volunteer opportunities button in our okay. department. But we do, I mean, Reyes Adobe Days, events and programs like Reyes Adobe Days could not happen without volunteers. Mm-hmm. We usually have over 300 people that come out over three days to help us put this event on. There's no way we could do it without the volunteers. Then not to mention year round, we have a team of docents that are just now that we're opening up again. They're kind of re-energizing and 
um, you know, re-collaborating on how they're going to start to do tours again and mm -hmm. how to host events and activities here. But again, you can reach out to the department, call the main line if you wanted to, if you're interested in becoming a docent here at the, the historical site, if you want to just help out around the recreation and event center, yeah. or if you want to volunteer in classes, helping kids out. If you have a talent and you want to share that with the community, Call the recreation center. Yep. We'll 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 hook you up. Yeah, and let's not forget about community service days. Community service days. Let's not thank forget you. about creek cleanup. Yes, those I are mean, two big, right? very volunteer driven. Yeah, and I events. see a lot of families that come mm -hmm. out and actually do that. I Absolutely. mean, I can you know, community service days every year. Um, I'm just bring your kids out. Yeah, you bring your kids out and, and make them work. Exactly. Get those get those volunteer exactly. hours. Um, but also, it's just great because you see families out there. Mm -hmm. And again, when we talk about the fabric of Agora Hills, we talk about you know the essence of what the city is about. That's truly what it is. It's family. It's community. Um, and so when you come to those you know those city events and you see that, it just reminds you again how special right. this agent not this agency, but that this this the city, city is. is right. Yeah. No, and you see families coming out. You even see businesses. Yeah, Absolutely. You know, we're going to be introducing the um, Rad Ride this year for yeah. the first time, and we're partnering with Sirius Cycling, located right yeah, there um, on absolutely. Thousand Oaks Boulevard. So it's you really when you come out to the events, you really see the community coming together with businesses, families, local residents, the cities pulling it all together. Our local nonprofits. It really is amazing. That's that's what I love most is seeing the collaboration yeah. amongst everybody. Yeah, it's amazing. It's beautiful. It really is. It really is. So volunteers are important. So thank you for asking me about that. Cause, Absolutely. Because they're uh, they're we couldn't do it without them. Yeah, we couldn't do it without them. So listen, I I'm always so amazed at what you do, Amy, and. I got to admit, you know, Amy and I, we have this sort of internal running joke about, you know, just, but recreation's where it's at. <laughs> this is where it's at. And, you know, and I think the beauty of it is because it's so close to community involvement yeah. and community engagement. And, you know, when we think about even something like, you know, this platform, it's, it's done with the intent to do what's best for you at home. Um, because you're what matters to us. We serve you. And it's something that we enjoy doing as a city. Um, and we're always here for you. And I, I think that that's why when, um, you know, I, I thought about the fact we were going to be sitting down doing this interview, I got really excited because I think it's the things that really matter most to our community. And um, honestly, just thank you so much for what you, your team consistently do. Um, and uh, and we, we just really appreciate it. So thank, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, all right. And th so there you have it. You know, I, I am so excited to, um, you know, see all of you joining us once again. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, please come back again. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your coworkers, tell anybody you know um, that's interested in finding out all the good information that we have to offer. Um, don't forget to like or subscribe on the channel. And uh, again, thank you to our amazing crew. Thank you to all of our supporters. And thank you to you, Amy Brink, for taking the time out to hang out with us today. Thank you. I love what I do. Yep. All right. <laughs> and it shows. With that said, listen, you know the drill. Until we see you next time, keep living the good life. In Agora Hills. Take care. Tune in to upcoming episodes, which will feature Lost Hills Sheriff's Captain Jennifer C2, Las Virginis Unified School District Superintendent Dr. Dan Stepanowski, and our very own City Manager of Agora Hills, Nathan Hamburger.